Hello, welcome back to the Centennial 38 podcast. My name is Warners. And I'm Jared. And uh, we're here to talk about some Rapids, more specifically a loss against SKC. And uh, if you heard the last podcast, you would have heard me say that uh, if there was ever a game to lose, it's this one. Yeah, I rode pretty high. I thought we were going to do it, but um, I also said I wanted us to stay cagey and uh, maybe bring it into half 0-0 uh, and then chase a goal after halftime. Kansas City didn't give us the luxury. They came out and got on yeah, top no. pretty, pretty much right away. And I I wonder how much of it was just tired legs after Cincinnati. Um, I'm glad that we had a kind of a bye weekend. We didn't play that weekend, so that that's always that's always good to see. Of like, all right, now they have time to regroup, as we said. Um, that gives us some time to regroup as well. Kind of think about the game a little bit more. Uh, how much do you think is that tired legs or just uninspired to play? No, I, I don't think it was uninspired. I, I do think it was mostly just, you know, being a little bit heavy legged, um, also getting kind of popped in the mouth early uh, on the road as well. So they didn't have the home crowd kind of buoying them. Um, I think about a guy like Lalas Abubakar, who I, I would imagine is probably right around 200 pounds to have to run 180 minutes in a little more than four days is it's a lot of minutes. And, and he, he had maybe one of the worst games I've seen him play, but again, on heavy legs. So um, the defense wasn't sharp with the, the, Attacking wasn't on for the first half. Uh, Rosenberry really just kind of stumbled into the the goal in in the second. So <laughs> yep. um, it it was all around pretty rough. Uh, it was an opportunity I thought for us and an opportunity we missed. But uh, we look forward. I, I mean, you could say this is one of the games that we could just wipe off, like clean slate for everyone. It's not like anyone had a particularly amazing game. It's not like someone was uh, still rallying us, the boys. It did feel like it was a trap game, like it was meant to kind of lure us in. And, and, and I'm glad we got out of the way now because you want, we want, you want to lose these games early so that when you have playoffs on the horizon and you're building towards playoffs, there's not a stumble like we had in, in SKC. Now... There is a lot of debate online on hashtag Rapids96 about three at the back formation. What do you think? I think the three in the back formation is a signature of a weak team. And I, I say that in Ooh. that we, we come into a lot of games and we are uh, just, if you go down the list, if you look player for player, um, we, we may not be the more, um, we, we wouldn't be favored in more positions than, than some of the other teams are coming up against, Kansas City being one. Um, but I like the 3-5-2 formation. It's a little bit easier to destroy than create. And the 3-5-2 gives us the liquidity to send our wingbacks forward, which is really a strength of this team. So um, I, I'm not as down on the 3-5-2 as some. Um, I think it, it really it suits the team. It suits the players that we have. Um, it also allows two strikers, which I think is uh, definitely necessary because as much as, as we may like Rubio, I don't see him as an out-and-out out nine that can go take the ball score on his own. He is a combination player. So um, I, I do tend to like the 3-5-2 formation, even though it may not be exciting and it may not be um, it may not be one that that strikes a lot of confidence because it is it is a weak formation. Yeah, and I think if there's a lot of pieces for the three five two to work under the current rapid squad. One of them, of course, many people have been dying for is a, a uh, another nine. Um, and that's not to say that I would replace Rubio because I think Rubio, despite him, despite him being you know whatever you may think of him. People have 
he's he's a very polarizing player, I think. There's a lot of people that love him, a lot of people that hate him. I tend to love him. Whether you love him or hate him, he's been scoring goals. And I think having him partnered with someone is the way to go. I mean, back then we had Casey and Cummings as the two. There's, yeah. there's, and Rubio played a lot better when he had Kamara, yeah, um, up up top too. So um, I, I think there's a lot of validity to that, and and we've talked about DP number nines in the past, and and that may be a direction that you know. I, at least as a as a supporter, we would love to see the team possibly reach that direction as we we go into the summer with no DP in the lineup. Right. Well, as of now, though, we have Barrios up there who is crafty enough to get a goal, but he's not a forward. He's, he's not a, a winger. He's yeah. a he's he's a great winger, and I think at, at the 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 reason I don't like the three five two is you're sacrificing the strengths of some of our players to you're you're sacrificing their strengths to kind of get the overall team better but I I don't think that's enough Uh, I think I think I liked it when we were a 4-3-3 team Um, and at that point uh, you kind of wonder there's only out of our three center backs two of them got to start Moore's coming off the bench he's not starting Um, it's got to be it's got to be a you got to fight for your position between Lala's trusty and and Wilson at that point. And I I like to say that Trusty and Wilson are the two combinations that should be that the the combos that should be going up front because you have an athletic trusty who can come back and then you have uh Wilson who can ping a great ball across long balls to our wingers where we actually need our wingers way more. And then you just have Vines coming in and, and, and applying support so that we don't get what happened in K, at KC where they just ran at us with no uh, help. Yeah, they ran, they ran at us and we looked pretty helpless like deer in the headlights at, at, at a couple of different moments. Um, I tend to I tend to prefer Abubakar um, over Wilson as we've talked about in the past because I like his his ability to one-on-one defending. Um, but yeah, Wilson can certainly ping a ball. Um, he, he fits in the 4-3-3 as well. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see the direction that we go. I think that um, on, on Sunday, I truly believe we're still rolling in 3-5-2. Okay, well... Whatever we decide to do, I'm interested to see, nonetheless. Um, moving on, let's talk about uh, the game on Sunday. Let's talk about the 4th of July. We got the Sounders coming in. The Sounders coming off against uh, a, uh, what's it called? A, Seattle Flounders. Yeah. They drew 2-2 against one of the worst teams in the West against the Vancouver Whitecaps. Um I, I think this this Seattle squad is running pretty thin, and that's going to be our chance to capitalize on that. And, and you know what I say? Good teams finish off uh, weaker teams, but also teams that are right now very much like, um, how do I say, thin, or, or they're missing their starters. They're missing Ladero. They're missing Morris. They're missing their goalie, Stephen Fry. They're missing a lot of key talent players that will drive them into the playoffs now that there's no you know immediate playoffs on the horizon this is a must win for a rapids 
I, I'm not going to throw it in the must-win category quite so soon. I think I think we got to save our must-wins for a little later down the road because if we call this a must-win, um, where do we go if we if we wind up losing this one? I, I um, I'd love to see us win. It would be a very handy three points. Um, but we're also going up against um, the best team in the West. Uh, they've they've got the best points per game. They've they've got the most points. Um, they've also got a guy named Raul Ruiz Diaz who scored nine goals so far this season. Um, and yeah, Brad Smith anchoring their defense, who scored three goals, which equals our highest goal scorer, Rubio. Right, and it's it's tough right now to see. I I, I don't know. I just see where this um, where the Sounders team is, and if the Rapids are to be, as we say, a perennial playoff team, they have to beat teams like Sounders right now, who are thin and who are weak. Um, there, and I say it's a must win because it's at home. Fourth of July, uh, there's plenty of uh, you're gonna have a full capacity. You have to make a statement win against the Sounders in in front of people who will probably never seen a Rapids game before in their life. You got to really sell this team, and even if you lose, it can't be an SKC loss. Oh, it definitely, yeah, we definitely can't get beat in in comfortable fashion as we did. Um, but we we also come back to the park on Wednesday, so um, we we come back against Minnesota, who we've had a rodeo match with already. Um, so it would be absolutely be handy. I think a draw would 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 be enough to keep us on a high going into a very um, a weaker stretch of opponents. But um, I, I think three points would be massive. I, I think it would be very much a statement. And before we can talk about being a perennial playoff team, we've just got to be a playoff team. Um, And I think we're right in the thick of that right now. So um, I I think that it would be great for us to come out uh, with with the same mindset that we came out against Cincinnati, where we, even out of the 3-5-2, we're very much attacking. Um, We're very much pushing forward, asserting ourselves in the game, because if we give Seattle opportunities, they're absolutely going to take them. Uh, We gave away too many opportunities against KC, and uh, I think Seattle will be even more clinical. If... If if we come out and we play like we did against Cincinnati, because here's the thing, the three five two has three games in its history, so a lot of people are already kind of, me including, like not with it, just because there's a lot of kind of growing pains that you get with the three five two, right? And just that style of play that we had these last two weeks. And hey, maybe we're just you know maybe that's just our away. We've never seen it at home. Maybe. Um, Coach Frazier comes in Sunday and plays the same sort of style we were used to seeing at home. We we still don't know yet, but if that three five two comes out on on Sunday, that'll be I think that'll be the barometer of like where is it where is it that this formation is going to take us? Is it going to be one that's going to actually be worth seeing, or is it going to be one that yeah, let's it's time to move on? You know, I I still uh, hey it, we're still in the season we can experiment. You know, um, at least I like to think I like. To, I would like to say so that we can at least tinker a little bit with the squad. You never want to at least have a, a, a rigid mindset of like, no, this this is what we're doing. We're not going to move. We're not going to be fluid. Because come, you know, Gold Cup, we may lose some players. Come playoffs, you never know who's going to be injured. You got to have the fluidity to play different things. You got to have different things in your back pocket. The three five two is a great one if we can actually make it work. Yeah, absolutely. And, and having multiple formations is a strength. So um, I, I would love to see if we, we came out a little bit more attacking in a 4-3-3. I do. I, I just, given what we've seen and, and what we know of, of the staff that we have on, on hand right now, um, I see it hard to go away from the 3-5-2, but... Um, 
we'll see. I, I, I really hope that we at least come out and we're attacking because I'm counting on this game to produce some goals. And um, if we're not scoring, they will be. So right. it's it's one where we really need to come out and get on top. Um, if we go into half when we're down a goal, then I still don't think it's it's gone. If we go into half 2-0 we're in bad shape. Yeah. So um, I, it'd be really nice if we can we can stay competitive at, at the very minimum, but at the, at the best, come out attacking, free-flowing, um, use some combination passing, get Barrios um, acclimated into the game early and often. And when, he, when he's shooting, when he's getting towards the box with players in his vicinity, good things happen. And uh, I, I think we've got a great chance to take three points off the, the Kings of the West. This Sunday, when lineups would drop, would you rather see three center backs in a three-five-two, or three forwards in a in a four-three-three? Personally, I'd rather see the three-five-two. Yeah, I'd rather see the three-five-two. I think it's it's a little bit safer. I would worry that we are in more uh, we're in more danger of going into half two-nil if we if we come out four-three-three. Well, here's the thing: we we've been at the half two-nil. You know what happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Minnesota and Seattle are not the same. Two different my teams, but. But we, we have been in that position now before, and, and that, that sort of stuff builds character of like, hey, we've been here before. We can get ourselves out. And and if Seattle can draw against Vancouver, and Vancouver do not have a, a stellar squad by any means, I think we have a stellar squad. If Vancouver can draw Seattle, we can beat Seattle. That's that's just where I'm thinking about it. Seattle still have yet to lose. I would love to be that first L in their column. Yeah, they're not going to be uh, invincible for the whole season. So let's go ahead and be those guys. Who do you like to score goals this week? I got uh, you already know I got my boy Rubio to uh, to score, but I also think Mr. Goal Bassett will find himself a goal here tonight. I don't know why, but his work rate will will be a huge factor. He's in this due game. for one. Yep, um, I wouldn't bet his, on it. His but. <laughs> on rushing, his on rushing um, attack, where where he comes from a deep lying position, uh, when when we have one of our wingers on the ball, is a dangerous run, and I think that could come into play. I'd I'd love to say we called it. Former Rapids player Shane O'Neill is going to be on the other side. Do you want to see him start? Love to see him start. Absolutely. I just don't want to see him win. Right. I'm on the same boat. Uh, I think who else is on the Sounders? That he's I think that's it. That's the only former Rapid player. I believe so. Uh, yeah. Moving on. We uh, to keep talking about this game. There's going to be a lot of awesome festivities. Let's talk Pablo Mascherini. Uh We have a uh, sort of a, a a celebration of Pablo. Now, despite, it should be a celebration of Pablo. Yeah, despite him working with the other team right now, I think that what that man has done for the Rapids cannot be forgotten. That that dude, we're gonna retire number twenty-five uh, from from here on out. There will be no other player that that number is his. Uh, I think when you think of the Rapids from any stretch uh, of of time, one of the players that kind of sticks out to you is Pablo. Absolutely. Not only players, uh, players and managers, his contribution yeah. to the club has been immense. Um, I've always loved Pablo. Um, we certainly had some hard times together yeah. there for a while. Uh, it felt like uh, we were we were a team who could never score and that that kind of dented the reputation. But for me, Pablo, yeah, absolutely. A club legend. Uh, love to see his number retired and, and also going to love to see him back in the building. And I, I hope we give him a lot of love. Yeah, there's no denying that his departure was pretty sour. But uh, but to have him back in the stadium is going to be very special. I think this is this is ultimately how it should have been, rather than naming him coach. He he really just kind of stepped up to it. 
which which I appreciate and love out of Pablo. Maybe he wasn't ready for that coaching role, but nonetheless, he still took it and ran with it. Still, I mean, Danny gave us some great memories in 2016. Yeah, so absolutely, um, that's great that's something that well. you know those games are are unforgettable. Um, and it, there's not too many times when you can look back on on a run like that and, and remember how awesome it was to be at the park when it was completely full, when it was raucous. The the Gashi bomb is still my oh, favorite yeah. uh, play of all time since since. Uh, I've been a Rapids fan, so um, yeah, it, it's going to be great to see Pablo back in the house. Yeah, and we're going to be retiring his number. Uh, we got to make sure we give him a standing ovation. I don't want to see anyone sitting down when we uh, when we clap him off and 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 have him really get the farewell he deserves. Absolutely, and who knows? I mean, he's still a young guy. Um, still has a lot of ties to Colorado, so um, it may not be a final farewell. Right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Let's not call it a farewell. Let's just let's just call it a celebration. Let's 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 celebrate Pablo for the uh, the man, the myth, the legend that he is. C thirty eight also have a tifo. I won't spoil too much about it, but uh, be sure that if you're in the stadium, take some pictures of that thing. It is uh, our tifo crew is amazing. I, I do quite love the the work that they put in. Um, we're gonna display it and the, and the thing about tifo is you spend so much hours on it only for it to be displayed for a minute uh and then it's gone and then we move on and stuff like that and so this is going to be very um uh, a good tifo it's been two years uh i think it's two years i mean since the last home game since we had tifo so it, it's it's going to be uh, real good to see just all the hard work that C30 have been putting into it. It's going to be it's going to drop on the north end of the stadium. So take some pictures, take some videos, and at C38SG on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. Yeah, give the TIFO a lot of love, guys, because we'd love to see this happen more often. Um, one of the staples of really amazing fan support is is having rotating TIFOs that are very pertinent and relevant to the match. So um, give them a lot of love. Take those pictures. Make sure you're posting it on Facebook. Instagram, uh, Twitter, wherever you're at, wherever you're on, and and uh, give them a lot of love. Absolutely. And moving on from Tifo, we got some tailgate information, some bus information. We're gonna have a rocking tailgate. Do we know what's on tap? I I do not know. All I know is that it's gonna be local, locally uh, sourced from our uh, from our amazing breweries here in Colorado. Come out. It's ten dollars for a donation, and and that and that really that donation helps us keep it going. Keep keep the uh the tailgate alive keep this supporters group alive it, it's it's honestly one of the best things we do yeah 10 bucks for some food and beer come on uh best deal in town and also a whole lot of fun so come early uh wear your sunscreen it's probably going to be a hot one and we'll be out there all day just uh talking with people and um really making the fan experience what it's supposed to be it's been a long time since we've been able to get together and do this so um i'm certainly not going to take it for granted yeah and if you don't have a way to get to the uh tailgate you can also take the bus from the Celtic on Market. There's going to be two buses that run. I think there's one at four and another one at four fifteen. Don't quote me on that. Check online. Check on the website c38sg.com. Click on join us, and then the supporters bus will be there. You can look at all the details there. Uh, yeah, and then of course before we uh, wrap up here, we really want to hammer you guys. Let you guys know the away days bus is is one that you don't want to miss. But we want to make sure that we secure the buses. So if you've been if you've been kind of 
on the on the fence about it. If you've been dragging Get your feet, off the fence. This yeah. is the best dollar for dollar sports entertainment experience that you can find in Denver. Um, I mean, if you're looking at tickets right now to go to Sunday's game, you're already looking at what seventy bucks or so for tickets. Um, right. And and then you're gonna look at beers and and all the rest. Um, it's only a hundred and twenty five bucks for a bus ride all the way to RSL. A ticket and your hotel um fantastic value and and really guys it's um it's the best way to experience an away day because you're going to experience it with so many other rapids fans and best believe we're better in that stadium with numbers we will be the loudest there if 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 we fill out the entire away section that they give us we want to show up there and we want to be loud we want to take over we want to show them that we are the dominant supporters group win draw or loss it doesn't even matter i think that uh coming in into salt lake uh with the team that we have now should be should be a win crossing my fingers but nonetheless it's going to be fun with all your fellow supporters so it's a lot easier to win when you've got rowdy supporters there on the road to support you absolutely and we're doing everything we can to get you there you know everything yeah. but putting your butt in the seat so go ahead and get online get those tickets early yeah 125 go go to the website where we really want to secure these two buses um get your tickets in early because you never know when you might want to come and then at the last moment it's hey we're going to cut off uh, these these are the amount of people that we can go. So make sure you go show us that show C38 that hey we do want to do away trips because if we come out in numbers for RSL we're gonna come out in numbers for SKC. Absolutely, and we need all the support we can get, guys, for for C38 and also for the Rapids. So um, we've been on a couple of away days so far this year. Yep. Um, I think it's safe to say that we've had a great time. Yeah, just and just the just just two of us, like just our little group of like. Uh, uh, from uh, at least four and then at most eight or nine or ten we still have a lot of fun so imagine times ten you know yeah, 40, let's double 50 and triple people. those numbers let's take over a bar while we're there it's it's gonna be great yeah I mean not that there's gonna be money, much fun bars to go to in sandy Utah I mean uh, you're gonna have to spend double what you get here to get at least a little buzz out there but uh yeah it's still gonna be fun nonetheless with with all your 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 c38 fam out there with you absolutely is there uh, anything else you want to mention before we uh, wrap up the pod? Yeah, I'd like to mention that we have a, a blackout that's gone on for oh, yep. two and a half years too long. Um, I, I might mention it every podcast that it's it, you know if you have any um, if you have any social media presence and you want to say um, you know hey KSE in the blackout hey, Comcast in the blackout I'm not going to point any fingers but it's just terrible. I mean uh, personally I had a coaching course during the KC match and so I had to try to find a replay. Um, I tried every method that I could both legally and otherwise. Uh, and it still took me hours to, to be able to just watch the match. Um, as a diehard supporter, I'm willing to put in that time to find it. But there's a lot of people who are either unwilling, unable, um, and especially young supporters. I mean, we talked about this, uh, the two of us, where um, you got into the Rapids because they were just on TV. Yep. And um, I think that's huge for the youth of Denver. So um, for God's sake, let's get the games back on TV. It's it's time. Uh, the fans have, have put up with the blackout long enough. Yeah, absolutely, and I think uh, I think there's there should be a, a a moment within the season that we, and not only as C38 but as a general like any Denver sports fan should really sort of combine and make a, a big movement on this because it's it's two and a half years, three rapid seasons that's it's been going on for, and uh, it's not getting any prettier the the more that that streaming options because. 
both sides are are, are kind of just bickering babies at this point, and it's and it's easy to just kind of throw the blame on the other. But everyone know fans know it's 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 both of you guys. It's both the the Comcast yeah. and KSC that are at fault here. And the fans are taking it on the nose. Uh, nobody's making any money either way by not putting it on TV. But we've already seen that they can open up a free stream if they so choose, um, right. as they did with the Nuggets playoffs. So um, just you know, do the right thing for the fans. You you when you own an organization, you're also a steward for the community and um, good stewardship is hard to find yep and uh to end it on a on a brighter note go rapids make sure you guys are safe on the fourth of july enjoy the fireworks don't drink and drive do not drink and drive and uh hopefully we're at the end of uh, another three points closer we'll give seattle their first l uh my name is juan you can follow me at Waters fc I'm Jared. You can find me at Jared underscore Geisler on Twitter. And of course, follow us. Follow us C38 on all social media at C38SG, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, so you can get all information you need about C38 and all the events that we have. But uh, yeah, you guys have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you on Sunday. Let's be noisy. Let's go Rapids.